three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, days, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple, and this is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're having a great night, day, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. I've got a review for Cree 3, which is directed by first-time director Michael B. motherfucking Jordan. It stars Michael B. Jordan, of course, and uh, Tessa Thompson and Jonathan Majors. So... Uh, to go ahead and jump in here, I have been a huge fan of the Creed films. Uh, I believe Creed was on my best of that year. I think I had that at number, oh God, I think I had that at number, maybe number five, something like that. Uh, Creed 2, which, quote, hot take, unquote, I actually think it's better than Creed 1. And I had that pretty high on my uh, my best of list that year. I believe I had that like number five or number four. Uh, so currently, obviously things are going to change because there's still a ton of film to come out. I currently have Creed 3 as my number three favorite film of the year. I absolutely fucking adore this movie. And I actually just rewatched it recently with my partner because we've been going through the Creed films and she hadn't seen this. And so we rewatched it and I actually enjoyed this even more on a rewatch so uh to not give away too much but uh, the film goes ahead and starts off in la back in 2002 where we see a young adonis and a young damien hanging out together and damien is the one who is bookmarked for greatness he's a former uh he's a golden gloves champion at the time and they go ahead adonis goes ahead and sneaks out of his house, he's been adopted uh, at this point by Felicia Rashad's uh, Marianne Creed, and they go ahead. They go to this underground boxing club in a uh, not great part of LA. And first off, shout out for using Dr. Dre's "The Watcher," one of Dre's best songs. That beat just hits so hard. But I love the way they set the tone for this film. In the, in the juxtaposition between Adonis and Damien. Because, you know, as I just mentioned, Damien is the one who is bookmarked for greatness. But because of one mistake, their lives change drastically. And the film does an amazing job of sprinkling in the backstory of what happened between Damien and Adonis. And how their lives went on these completely different paths because of this decision. And how Damien is really coming for Adonis's throne because he feels like Adonis owes owes him. And what I'll say as a as a person of color, I really appreciate the guilt aspect that this movie goes ahead and addresses because I think that's something that's hammered home so much in our culture where oh, you know, you were grown in, you were born in, you know, Compton or Philly or one of these more urban areas and you move out, oh, you sold out, you know, you're you're all about, you know, pleasing the white man and 
all those things that are thrown around for people who have less. And I really appreciate the way that Adonis has to address those things and face them head on. And it's one of those things where they could have left that out, but they really lean into it in a way that I think enhances this movie overall. Uh, when you think about first-time directors, um, I mean, there have been there have been some uh, there have been some great uh, you know there have been some great examples of amazing first-time uh, director jobs. You know, I, I think people forget Brad Bird bursts on the scene with The Iron Giant, which is a fucking classic. Uh, ben Affleck's first directorial debut was Gone Baby Gone. You know, Jordan Peele. Uh, did Get Out. Uh, John Hughes did 16 Candles. Uh, George A. Romero did Night of the Living Dead. Uh, fucking Orson Welles debuted with Citizen Kane, which, you know, holy shit. Uh, Rob Reiner with This is Spiral Tap. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Tarantino. That's his first film. I put Michael B. Jordan in that conversation. I think this film, from top to bottom, is just expertly crafted because... You, of course, know that uh, Jonathan Majors is the villain in this movie. Uh, might be in real life, but we'll, <laughs> we'll wait for, we'll wait for the, the legal system to let us know. But one, one thing I love about Jonathan Majors is his manipulation. It's very similar to Spider-Man Far From Home, where you're watching Jake Hall's performance. And if you know Mysterio, you know that the other shoe has to drop at some point you know he has to become a villain and the way that Damien very slowly just starts poking these little holes uh in a in, in Adonis uh, in Adonis as far as guilting him uh the way he does it with Bianca uh played by the lovely Tessa Thompson oh my god Tessa Thompson um I, sorry I got tongue-tied to say her name uh but there, there's a scene where they're at this uh, this uh, album party, and the way that Damien just kind of prods at Bianca a little bit about how about her music career and how she's no longer singing because she wants to go ahead and preserve her her uh, her hearing for as long as she can. Just these little things that Damien does, the way it builds up to the inevitable to borrow the wrestling term heel turn is so well done and it sets the stage for an amazing third act where i've just found myself more and more hyped the more i was watching the film felicia rashad i got i gotta shout her out because she's been an incredible presence in these films uh, from the first one on and i i love her so much just as an actress and she really gets to show out here. There's a there's a scene in particular where Adonis confronts her about something involving Damien. And you can tell it's breaking her heart because she knows she hurt her son. But she has this level of defiance of, I did this because I loved you and I knew what he could do and what, what sort of path he could lead you down. And it's such a fascinating conversation, and it's so incredibly well done and tense. Uh, the, the tension is built up incredibly well. Um, you see it in the trailer, or one of the trailers, they, they tease it. Uh, when Damien really completes that heel turn and that whole scene of them on the beach, 
it's such a great fucking scene because it's it's really just dialogue and it really is Damien laying out his entitlement in a way that you go oh wow you 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 were you were never his friend you were you were using him this whole goddamn time and it's such a it's such a heartbreaking realization because you can tell Adonis not just because of his guilt but there is that aspect of you know if you can do better you do better and you know he sees this man who fucked up but he sees a way that he can go ahead and help him and potentially bring him up to his level but what i love about uh wood harris who you know plays a uh, little duke again he flout tells him you don't owe him shit and really sometimes you need a friend you need a person to just lay out to you and go look you are in a bad situation here you don't need to punish yourself because of something that you think you did and it's it's really quite amazing the scene um or the conversation that uh that bianca and adonis have about guilt and without not getting too much in spoilers because again i do want to keep this somewhat vague the way that they go ahead and talk about their guilt and how they thought that they would be in different places or that this thing would have worked out in in a different way. The way it's laid out is incredibly well done. And it really speaks to it really speaks to Michael B. Jordan being able to direct in these moments. There's a scene in particular, um, after an event. Um, you you'll know the scene when when you get there. I just don't want to spoil too much of the plot. But there's a scene where Bianca and Adonis are sitting on this bench and they're literally sitting maybe I don't know, a foot apart from each other, but the way that Michael B. Jordan shoots that, the way that you can see the literal divide between them that Damien has gone ahead and helped create, it's fucking fascinating. And there's so many visual cues in the moment um, of some of these scenes where you just go, wow. For a first-time director, Michael B. Jordan absolutely knocks it out of the park in the in the direct uh, directorial aspect. Of course, you know about the third fight. You know that there's a you know a final a final boxing match, and that it leads to Creed coming out of uh, retirement, which they show at the beginning of the film. So I'm not really spoiling, but the whole training montage leading up to the final fight. I don't know if it's my favorite montage because I really love the second one in Creed two, but if it's not. Oh God, do I like this one? I think I do like this one more because there's there's a point where one of Creed's uh, sparring partners is beating the shit out of him, and I I won't spoil who it is, but it was such a cool like oh shit it's you nice. Um, it's such a cool aspect that they bring uh, they bring that back, but there's a point where Adonis is just getting beaten down, and then this J Cole song kicks on and i'm a huge j cole fan anyway but the way that the j cole song goes with the montage is it's fucking perfect it is genuinely fucking perfect and it's one of those moments where even re-watching it with my partner i i just i had goosebumps i had chills i was i was sitting there like god damn this is how you this is how you do this right here in the last fight straight up brutal it is brutal and some of the the camera tricks that Jordan utilizes, whether it's this point where the crowd completely disappears and you're just hearing the punches, 
whether it's this part, uh, the several parts where it is very, very, very heavily uh, anime, heavily influenced. Michael B. Jordan just knows what he's doing. You can tell that he's a fan of boxing in general, uh, independent of just playing Adonis Creed, because some of the ways that these these fights are are shot, it's done with such respect to the sport. Uh, even the build-up to what Damien uh, ends up doing as far as getting on Adonis's radar, uh, you get the whole Showtime boxing presentation like it's it's really cool and it's really well handled and it 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 really just did make me go like wow like like michael b jordan really wanted to go ahead and show the proper respect to boxing as far as you know the booking uh the promotion just all of that you you get elements of all those things that make up a boxing main event it's something that i went i appreciate the film just on this aspect alone um, there's so much more I could talk about, but the last thing I wanted to, to to bring up because I haven't mentioned them yet, and she she deserves to be mentioned. Uh, Mila Davis Kent, she plays uh, the grown up uh, or <laughs> grown up grown up uh, version of uh, Amara Creed, and you you probably know her from uh, she was on this uh, TV show called The Resident. But this is really her first big role, and she kills it. She absolutely fucking kills it. Because look, obviously, you know when you hire a kid, a kid actor or actress, you know you are kind of rolling the dice because we've seen you know kids not be great in things. But there is such a connection between Amara and Adonis. Uh, especially with something that happens to her early on, and I'll just leave it at that, that I went, oh, I love that you're taking this approach with her to go ahead and flesh her character out. And since they talked about it in the in, uh, in Creed 2, about because of Bianca's hearing loss, that that could be passed on potentially to their, to their child. And if you remember, they did the tests where uh, Amara wasn't reacting to, to, to the sounds. Uh, Adonis learned sign language, and it's one of those things where he's so fluent in it, and it just speaks volumes to A, Adonis and Bianca as amazing parents, two, whenever Adonis introduces Amara to someone, he goes ahead and signs uh, for, uh, for her to them so that they can say nice to meet you and hello and basic things like that to Amara. It's such a little sliver of inclusivity but it's so well handled throughout the film that it's something i went i appreciate so much that this is in here Uh, at the end of the day as i mentioned i think the montage is the best montage maybe in the whole saga and i'm including rocky in that i love the montage in this film it i i went back and rewatched it right before i started recording i was like god damn i really do love this uh, this is this is this is a fan fucking tastic. I would be remiss if I gave it anything le- less than a fan fucking tastic. It is, as I mentioned, my third favorite film of the year. It it might move by the end of the year. I mean, it probably will because lots of other stuff to come out. But I just I adore this movie, and for it to be Michael B. Jordan's first swing at directing, and for it to go this well, 
all the credit in the world, sir. I can't wait to see what he directs next. I mean, if he wants to direct Creed Four, uh, I say let's fucking go. There's actually also a new like Creed comic. I think it's called like, called, like Creed, uh, like like the Next Generation or something like that. But it's about Amara becoming a boxer. So I don't know if they're gonna follow that thread in the actual live action canon. But I'd be down. It, it gives you know gives you a reason to keep Michael B. Jordan, but to go ahead and expand to other characters. So if they're gonna go that route, I'd say hell yeah, let's go. But absolutely adore this movie. Fan fucking tastic. Absolutely. But Creed 3, what did y'all think? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can also follow me on Instagram and, uh, not TikTok. Uh, oh yeah, no, and TikTok. Yeah, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. That's R-E-E-L, pineapple. You can go ahead and follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitch. I am going to be hopping on there in August, uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. That, again, one more time, is R-E-E-L pineapple. You can find both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. And uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It definitely helps the podcast out, so please go ahead and subscribe and rate us. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, uh, and tune up, name a few places at the Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, we're gonna have a lot more reviews come down the pipeline, so please keep an eye out on our socials. We will go ahead and let you know when those reviews are live and what's coming up. Uh, currently coming up, I'm gonna have a review for oh gosh, what am I reviewing? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, uh, The Flash. Um, there's some other stuff as well come down the pipeline, but uh, keep your eyes out on our social so you'll know when stuff is going live. But again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon.